If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. It's a cold and it's a broken hallelujah. Welcome to the Sci-Fi Side under the Believe Podcast Network. It is indeed a podcast about black science fiction, black fantasy, and staying on the same page as a family. Today is episode 103, and we will be discussing block parties and public sex and The First Purge, directed by Gerard McMurray, also starring Yolanda Noel, who is Daniel from Insecure, Jovian Wade, who is a cyborg in Doom Patrol, aka what Ben's calling the best DC show and a Doctor Who show. Explain that for me real quick. Oh, so jo- Jovan Wade was on Doctor Who for okay. a couple episodes, but he also plays Cyborg, the best rendition of Cyborg, I think, in the greatest DC show called Doom Patrol, which is a live action on HBO Max. And it is so family oriented in the sense that it is about chosen family and dealing with trauma. And it's so fantastic. And Brendan Fraser is in it, which is like oh, the, the it boy for Gen Z right now. He really is. But also, Gerard McMurray, a black man, he directed The First Purge, which is what we're centering the show on today. Uh, I have not seen Doom Patrol. That's why I, I cut you off, because I have nothing to add to that conversation. I just have to trust that you love it. You could it say, What's, what makes it so good, Ben? Well, it's not what we're talking about today. That's true. But, and it's not by a black creator. But That's true. what makes this work that is white-centered and white-directed so great. Why don't we kick off our show talking about that? No, we shouldn't. We should actually talk about <laughs> Gerard McMurray because yeah. he is directing the Black adaptation. Black is the comic book series directed or created by Kwanzaa Sajifo, who came onto our show and talked with us and was very uh, liberal with his time. And so that is being turned into a film and I'm very excited to see where that goes. So nice connection here. But he made the highest grossing Purge film, which is the first Purge. Gerard is, McMurray. Gerard McMurray, which is uh, what we're talking about. It is. Uh, before we get into it, because we actually really enjoyed it. Um, we're, we're kind of a shit show this week just because we're moving and a lot of things are happening. But we still made time to sit down and watch this film illegally on the internet and it was really really good maybe i should go back and pay for it just to put some money in his pockets because it was it was a really great film and we'll talk a little bit about that in a second before we do that we want to shout out those magical people the patreon aka the country club you are the people that 
allow us to create full time and allow us to just really pour ourselves into our creativity. We cannot thank you enough. Thank you so much for contributing $1, $2, $5 a month. Special shout out to these friends. I'm sorry if I butcher your name. You know my heart. Come find me and beat me up in the internet streets and I will restate your name. But here, here's my best effort right here. Janae McNair, thank you. Brianna M., Katrina, Fola Sadie Henson, Kate, Jessica Carrero, Danica Tomas, Nyota Dex. We got Marla Miller, Ashley Carter, Meg, Garisha Brown, Shanine Roscoe, Nikki Marshall, Kiera, and Jay-Z. Yep, Sean Carter, support sis. Podcast. I'm just kidding. Uh, one of our patrons named themselves Jay-Z. And I just like to think that Beyonce and Jay-Z are one day listening to this show. Anyway, before we get into the movie, we are moving across the country in four or five days. I'm thriving. Wild is fantastic. She's currently napping. So, you know, we're on the, a time crunch right now. But Ben is absolutely falling apart, friends. I just, I, I want to be honest about that. So Ben, why don't you share with the listeners just a couple of things that have really got you messing up this week that you messed up let me clarify that you messed up go ahead yeah so we are on the last day of summer in uh, september 2022 for those who are listening to this 100 years into the future fyi and so we move in a few weeks and i have just been making snowball mistakes everything from backing into a pole and causing a lot of damage and then not being able to um not being able to book a hotel correctly i booked a hotel for the wrong night you know i figured out when you book hotels they often auto input the date that is today Mm -hmm. and so i booked i booked all our hotels correctly except for one and i you know they wouldn't give me the money back because they said that they were sold out that night and so i'm gonna be like you're but you're i'm gonna blame it on them i'm gonna (laughs) i'm gonna do what amber does it's like this was not my fault you know like you you told a really great story for patrons go check it out but there's a element to amber did a story for the moth and one of the parts she did not share is that she actually blamed her mistake in this story on one of her teachers because her teacher i guess didn't cue her and so in the yeah. original uh, sharing of this story, Amber sort of shows, you know, if she makes a mistake, she'll try to find the causation that caused that mistake that didn't have to do with her, right? Because it sort of goes back to this whole idea that we actually have zero free will because everything we do is a result of something else. Oh, here we go. And so when <laughs> I booked this hotel incorrectly, the reason I booked this hotel incorrectly was because Amber made the decision to move us cross country. And if Amber never made the decision Got to it. move us cross country, I would have never booked this hotel correctly. So I okay. am not at fault here. Okay, so what say you about crashing our car twice yeah. in less than a year so we bought the car in december you it's ran very, into our garage a month it's after very easily we just traced got it back to you we just very. got it fixed because as y'all remember patrons if you were on the patreon i was complaining about we don't have our car back yet so we just got this car fixed maybe two or three weeks ago and then just ran the car into another pole if you're so, looking so, if you're so watching this i fault? have i have a soulless eye Right now, my eyes are just soulless. I have no emotion, feeling. I'm jaded. I'm empty inside. I I was like a, a little a little nugget, a little acorn of promise and and hope. And then that 
acorn was picked up by a squirrel and shoved in the mouth and then consumed. So all my hope has just been destroyed. <laughs> oh, it's have... okay. Ben, and you know, I, I'm touching Ben's hand right now because I, I am the number one jokester. I love to roast Ben, yep. but I know when There's it's There's a lot to time, roast here. There's a lot to roast. You're a fucking marshmallow. You are, but... I know like when a it's whole pig. I'm a whole pig. You're a pull pork at this and bitch. just and I'm a stick grill me master. from one end to, into the through the other and just put me over a fire and churn me. But you know when things are when when you already feel bad and you're down on yourself and you feel shitty. You know I'm the person you want to be around. Yeah. Because I would never just add on to that pile. Because I remember growing up when I made mistakes. Love you, Dad, but he is the king of like, well, well, why would you do something stupid like that? And it just never felt good. It's like, I already feel like crap ah, about this. That's where you got that from. There's nothing that you can say that will make me feel less like an idiot or more like an idiot. Like, I, I, I feel horrible. So you piling it on about how I'm So he just... could say more to make you feel like an idiot. Okay, so what, I, I say this to say, would you like me to change my approach? Because I'm typically very supportive when you supportive. make really major mistakes. And even though I'll say, Ben, we, we've had this conversation before. It's like, I need you to focus. I need you to take a deep breath, pause and breathe, be present and focus. Yeah. Ford focus, Ben. Ford focus. He Which, will, by the way, I wrecked a Ford focus once. So I know. I'm starting to think I should just do all the driving. Yeah. <laughs> Scratch his bridge of nose. I'm anyway... So- I love you. You know, I really. The patrons love you. The listeners love you. It was a situation that happened. Our baby was not in the car. It was just me and you, and we didn't hit another car. It was in a parking garage. A, a, you hit a an invisible pole that it was an invisible that cannot move. You you hit a really big pole, but you know what I really. You could always say something to make me feel dumber. You really could always. There's never a point. I I'm always able to feel worse but is that helpful no but it, now is 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 it helpful what i say to you babe pause breathe focus a little bit yeah forward focus yeah it could help it could be helpful yesterday was funny we came back uh and it sort of was a good awakening for me and amber said something about my stuff being all over and i was like your stuff is all over and then i went around just counting each of our stuff and let's just say amber's ratio to my things laid out on the floor it was did not bode well for me. Let's say that I definitely had maybe four hundred percent more stuff. So correct. So just zoom out. You're gonna take care of this. Well, one of the things I'm super excited about when we get to LA is the fact that we're gonna for the first time living together, we're gonna have separate bathrooms. And it's actually a two and a half bath, so there's like a little bathroom downstairs. We might need sad. separate homes soon I, if I keep making I, these mistakes. I hear about people that are married who live in separate homes, and they're very happy. But I, I, I love you, Ben, but I'm very excited to get my own bathroom. Like, you leave you shit everywhere. It. And I get it. You don't want to be nagged every I day. I even leave so shit leave, in the toilet, too. Yeah, literally. So leave, you go, absent-minded. Go, go live in your filth. That's fine. You can. Li- I can still love you and not have to brush my teeth in the bowl where you just shaved your face. Mm. So, but, but I want you to notice when we take showers together, what those shower differences look like. I'm excited to see how this pans out. Everybody we'll make sure that we document this appropriately. And absolutely, absolutely. Know. I'll probably post a picture of, uh, the car damage in the Patreon as yep, well. You can check they, it out there. They remember the first accident you had, but anyway, Rachel from New Hampshire has some nice things to say about us. Thank you, Rachel. I really needed that. 
before we read Rachel's review, this is a, oh. a brief reminder that even you can write a yeah. review, baby. I'm looking in these cameras. I'm looking at you. If you enjoy this show, get on down to the Apple Podcast. Make us feel better. And write a review. It's completely free. Whereas the patrons, the Patreon is like, oh, I'm giving a dollar. I'm giving two dollars. Apple Podcast, nothing, baby. Or if you want to do both, we love it all. Here is Rachel's review. We love it, dollar. We love it, dollar. I feel like there was a joke there. Go for it. Read Rachel's review. Ben, pause and breathe. The title, <laughs> the title of this is great. It makes me think of you. Rachel says, since you got your degree, I that's, the, say it that's the title of it. Amber and Ben are so entertaining and really describe books well. I don't have a several paragraph review in me. <laughs> yes, I, I, I feel that so hard in my bones. But I will say that Amber's commentary with precious references will always be my most favorite part. This podcast is amazing because you get great insight on your relationship and science fiction, <laughs> which is kind of the same thing at this point. Even if you aren't into sci-fi, you will be drawn in and maybe even test out the genre like I have since I started listening. Rachel, I That's thank awesome. you. Uh, if you have seen the movie Precious, directed by, I'm pretty sure, Tyler Perry, oh, it's god-awful. It's just a, every part of black trauma that you can ever imagine just thrown into one big stew and called Precious. It's based on the book uh, Push by Sapphire, but there's this one line where Monique is like, well, since you got your degrees, and you know every fucking thing. She's talking to uh, Mariah Carey, the social worker. Mariah Carey's character is obviously explaining to her, like, yeah, you're an abuser. You can't just, you know, treat your family and your daughter like shit and abuse your grandkids and whatever. And she's like, well, you know every fucking thing. It's like, <laughs> no, no accountability was taken. But Monique did a, an incredible job in that film. Oh, I hear our baby crying. I'll go you grab her. Get her. Go grab her. So, first things first. We watched the first Purge. Like we said, it was directed by, uh, it, it, the movie is called The First Purge. I want to be clear about that. As opposed to like, we watched the first of the Purge movies. The first Purge was directed by Gerard McMurray, a black man. And I really thought it was going to be a chore for me to watch this movie, y'all. I'm going to be completely honest. I'm not a huge, like, gore person. I do love a good suspense and thriller movie from time to time. But I'm not a big person on, like, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre and things like that. So hearing a concept where for one night people can roam the city and kill each other I just thought like this is gonna be bloody and gory and I'm just gonna have to be like what is the point of this whole shit and I was pleasantly surprised I was completely blown away by how well done this movie was so I'm gonna read a quick summary of it would you like to read the summary Ben yeah I'll go ahead and read go it. for it yeah uh, for those who don't know uh, the Purge franchise series is about an ultra conservative Christian nationalist group called the New Founding Fathers Sound familiar? It should. Uh, who have taken over all the forms of government, so like Congress, presidency, all that, all that good stuff. Uh, and they institute an evening where all crime is allowed to essentially purge social anxieties and suppress anger. But the first purge, uh, chronologically in the series, looks at the real motivation of the New Founding Fathers, and that motivation is shown in the very first purge experiment held on Staten Island, which is basically to kill poor black and brown people. Mm -hmm. So it all stems back to slavery and, and killing white, white blacks supremacy. and browns. So yeah, what did you think about like 
Well, for, first, like, what makes these Purge films so attractive? Because I remember when we were in Hyde Park, like, kids would dress up with Purge masks on Halloween and go around and, like, cause a ruckus. So is it, like, what what would attract you to just going out and purging? The, well, I, I'm not the target audience for a movie like this. You're not. I, I am a law-abiding citizen, and I... You've never I, wanted to just, like, punch somebody or, like... Do no, something really oh no. illegal, no. like violent. I, I would definitely maybe want to like break a window or something mm. or maybe like, ooh, let me steal something. But causing, I, I just don't know. And I, I've never gotten so angry at somebody. And this is throughout my entire life. And, and even though I have been <laughs> hit once or twice, I've never gotten so angry where I could not use my words to verbalize my anger okay so let's just thought if you were to purge a group of people right any kind Mm -hmm. of group it could be like people who catch up on hot dogs or something or people who (laughs) who don't read comics like or people who judge comics or people who think science fiction has no right in the literature realm those kinds of i would purge those people i think i would purge people who do spoken word. Oh, you would kill them. <laughs> I guess you'd be in the number. You you enjoy, I enjoy po- poetry. Uh, poetry. Poetry. I think I would also purge people. <laughs> this is this is less specific, but it really gets me when people repeat what other people say. And I'll and I'll yeah, so say like this. when people repeat what other people say. <laughs> yes, I or okay, I'll, I'll I'll give an example. And I I recently was a part of this insanely powerful event in Chicago, but a couple of times they were just too many cooks in the kitchen for something. Yeah, so, cooks in the kitchen. So I remember asking a question about one thing, and it was a yes or no question. So let's say I said. The question was, uh, hey, can I, hey, God, can I take a, a cloud out of the sky and put it in my purse? And it would be like 10 angels being like, so angel one was like, no, you can't do that. It's already set up. And then angel two was like, actually, it's super dangerous to take the clouds out of the sky because then the weather and, and angel three is like, well, that's technically stealing. And then angel four, I'm like, oh, and so when when this happened they to said me, no in like 20 different ways yes and or i something. said and the minute i heard the first no i couldn't do this thing that You're i asked like, oh, thank i said you. i said great absolutely and they were like well you really can't because what's happening with Let's i was make like you feel said, even oh, no. worse <laughs> i said oh no I, I you just you just asked if we had any additional questions i asked a question y'all gave my, my answer, answer no and then three more people were like well we just want to explain and reiterate that so i guess i hate people that do like and just to piggyback off of that, and just to echo off of that, and the just piggy, to reiterate that, I'm like... The piggyback. Do y'all think that I'm stupid, or do you just like... The Yeah, do you think I'm stupid, or do you just like to hear the sound of your own voice? That's that's what it felt like when... when and, and finally, you know what I said, as, as like person number five was answering no in a different way? I said, heard, chef. Heard. And they were like, yeah, we just... You know, we... we oh, I, I, said, I, I said, I heard you, yes, yes. Keep going. Keep keep going with this thing. Now y'all are making it a thing. Yeah. So I think I would they purge. They felt like they needed to justify. Yes. I, th- I think I would purge people who piggyback, who echo, all of that. Like I just did. 
to that so, story. So this. Who would you purge? No, no, no. Who would, you who would I purge? I mean, which is, group of the people? The list is too freaking. Give me long two to, groups of people. Give me two or three. Oh my gosh, um, librarians who say shh in a library. What? Yeah. Like, what if you're talking loudly? That's the whole point of a library, where people can come. Not to a safe anymore. Space. Libraries are you go and you get what you need. Have you recently been shushed in a library? No, I'm just saying there's other ways to tell people to be quiet. Instead like of what? Shh, you could go up to them and be like, hey, you know, this is a quiet zone. It's just the sound of a shh. Anybody goes, shh. I don't know. I don't like it. Also, people who say shut up in a really mean way. Oh, yeah, you would purge that group of people? Yeah. Would I be in that group too? Probably. <laughs> uh, who else would That's I purge? That's odd. Uh, people who put pine- pineapple on pizza. Oh, please. That's not a real thing. That you would purge people for. No, you know, I, I really is delicious. I think Especially with some ham. You know, it's so How funny though. It, it is really hard to think about. Oh, who, what groups of people would I kill? Right, because people do think about that question very seriously, and they do it along like racial lines. But the thing that made this film so fascinating is that all the other films about purging. When you mentioned purge, it was like, oh, people went out that night to do terrible things like to rape, kill, murder, all of that. Mm-hmm. But on the first purge, the first groups of people who did this, they were just not following like the noise uh, guidelines, right? They were having public sex, you know, like, yeah, think they of were the, like, let's get it. Yeah. Like the purge, the purge originally when it was first created or well, when it was presented was you can just break the law. And if that law mm-hmm. involves doing something that is harmless, like, I don't know, having sex in the park. That's not really harming anybody. It's maybe not the f- most fun thing to watch, depending, <laughs> depending, I don't know, maybe it is fun to watch, uh, but, or like having a block party. So there's these purge parties where people are just drinking, having fun. And the people, the new founding fathers who created this, they see these people having like a good time that night. They're not really robbing. There's a few robberies. A few, there's like one murder here or there by someone who is obviously, you know, a sociopath psychopath you know with already violent tendencies before the yep. purge which by the way the the skill the skeletor is the name of the villain who does that we see him be violent before the purge yes right so you're like oh the purge didn't make them but i i thought that was really fascinating is that this was the first sort of franchise in the series where oh purge night is not necessarily to do violent just things. Just killing. Yeah, it's like we're just having a block party without yeah, the, yeah and we're 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 black and brown people having a block party in yeah. the street. That's and, what we do on purge night. We're not night. following yeah. the noise, you know, guidelines. We're partying till 2 p.m., right? We're playing loud music. And I think most people would do that because obviously, well one some People just, I, I, I truly believe that the vast majority of people are not violent. Maybe that's just foolish of me to believe. And this film shows that as well, is that the yes. violence was not originally rampant. R- rampant. Right. But what happens is that the new founding fathers wanted poor people to kill poor people. So Correct. that they would have less people to take take care of as an as a society and like oh and when when people are not killing each other they're like okay now we're just going to send in these white supremacist groups and literally literally they send in white white um you know murderers to just kill people the kkk white nationalists white supremacists they just send them into because you know they're just filled with hate and at any given notice they are ready to attack and i really going back to ben's point it it you know, when we think about 
the history of like riots and protests and things like that in this country. Like the vast majority of people are really going there to peacefully yeah. protest and stand up in opposition against like some pretty, you know, some clear injustices and things can so quickly get misconstrued as like, well, everybody out there is being violent. It's like, actually this was really peaceful for the past six hours and one person made a stupid decision. And now that's being sensationalized on the news and whatever. But and they show that in the film as well. There's one murder. Absolutely. This was the first purge of the night. And, and they're, and it's funny because the people running the experiment, the new founding fathers are getting really frustrated. They're like, why is this happening? People should be killing each other more. And you're like, no, just most people just want to party, you know? Yeah, and so they basically like, we need these or, blacks or or dead. drink or drink your alcohol in public, right? And right. not follow, you know, con- open container laws, which is just so funny to me. But yeah, I went. It, it was just so obvious for me when they started sending in the white nationalists, and that is something that they do do at these bigger protests. It's like, okay, well. Not maybe not directly the government, depending on like what kind of circles you run in, but the government definitely sometimes will like. I've seen a couple of clips where it's like, who just dropped off these boxes here? Like nobody in this protest did. Like they they actually want this to get more violent than it's getting, or you know, a couple of it, like you know Charlottesville, like like the most violent people were not like Black Lives Matter there, like some very clear cases. So it just felt very realistic that white supremacist groups were brought in or the government construed something else to be like, okay, well, let's bring in some reinforcements since these groups of people are not killing each other. Well, something that this film shows really well is what an aristocracy is. And an aristocracy throughout history is basically you pit poor people against each other, right? You, oh, you mean like aristocrats? Yeah, aristocrats. But but aristocracy. Yeah, an aristocracy, especially an anxious aristocracy, knows that they usually it's about ten percent of the population, and they know that if they if the people were to band together and rise up and find out where the true oppression is coming from, we would they would lose it all, right? Yeah. But it, it comes really in our situation in Chicago. There's a lot of violence on the South Side and like black neighborhoods. And they're like, oh, this is black on black crime. And you're like, well, okay, it, why is that happening? Well, let's look at the structure of the South Side of Chicago. It's it was literally structured so that poor people would not have, so that they would be poor and they would remain poor, and that they would have to fight against each other. That is the definition of an. an aristocracy where the power is concentrated on the top you know and actually it's it's so you know i'm a black person i'm a black person so it's so frustrating when people make the black on black crime argument so foolish when we've seen just even in microcosms of events gone wrong anybody can go from like human to savage in the in six seconds and and i'm thinking about that because ben and i recently just watched woodstock 99 which was based on you know the woodstock music festival and how mostly white people white pros yeah pretty pretty much almost like a hundred percent white people from the obviously the videos that they showed maybe a couple of people of color here and there but like overwhelmingly white and these there were just structures that were not put into place like safe water and security and things like that. And it went like accessible bonkers. food, accessible, accessible food. food. There was price gouging happening on the side of the vendors and these 
festival organizers, I'll say the, the, the powers that be wanted so bad to like, well, we got to make a profit, got to make a profit. profit And so what happens, this ends up being like a complete disaster. People are being hospitalized for heat exhaustion. There's like full anarchy. And then the powers that be are like blaming Limp Biscuit for the chaos. And you're like, no, you're not going to just, and nobody would ever see that and say like, look at this white on white crime. It's like, no, these people were mistreated. They were promised things that they were not given and they hit the fucking roof. And that's, and that kind of happened at fire festival too. It goes from zero to Lord of the flies. And when the structures are not in place, when the structures are not in place and in a lot of black and brown communities, the structures are not in place. And so I wish some, like if anybody, I, I haven't really actually had somebody to my face, make the black on black crime argument in a very long time, except for maybe like, you know, a problematic grandparent of mine even, yeah, because sometimes black grandparents would be like, "We killing ourselves these days. We used to uh, carry ourselves with some decorum, and it's like, no, like, the, there we we just have more media that can capture these like in person moments right now. But black people were dying in your day too, Grandpa. Like, go, <laughs> okay, come on now. But yeah, I I definitely think I I really enjoyed the first purge, really landing the point home of like this group of people were not being violent towards one another until these like night riders came in to just, you know, take out and devastate this black community. Yeah. This film is very clearly (laughs) parts of it do not feel like science fiction or near future. There is a scene that has a direct call back to the 2015 Emmanuel African Methodist Episcopal church that happened in the shooting that happened in Charleston there's a very clear like through line of Christian nationalism. For those who don't know, Christian nationalism nationalism is probably the most dangerous threat to American society right now. And I think, and I want it to be very clear, that's very different than Christianity. Christian nationalism are people like Lauren Boebert, who believes that <laughs> that there should not be a separation between church and state. She's claimed that, um, and that they believe that you know God anoints presidents. And that, you know, Christian law of the Old Testament should be applied in this day and age. And so that, that is Christian nationalism. They're, it's a very racist, Big yikes. <laughs> very racist ideology. They don't believe Hell in mixing. Yeah. At these Christian nationalist conventions, they've had, you know, people who advocate for ethnic cleansing come and speak. It's, a, it's terrible. And these people are actually getting voted. Like, Lauren oh my God, Bobart, quick shameless plug please watch sins of our mother on netflix if you enjoy just some religious true crime and and please when you're finished go do two things go research the there's there's more tea that's happened with the family since even the airing of the documentary that's the one the two just DM me and be like, why did you have well, me watch this, bro? This is crazy. Yeah, and those people Sins are of getting, Our Mother on Netflix. Sins of Our Mother. And those kinds of people are getting power. That is a Mormon stream of Pentecostalism. But there are Christian Protestant <laughs> na- nationalists who are getting quite a bit of power. Um, and it is very scary. I mean, Herschel Walker is running on that. And <laughs> on that dime, it's very freaking scary. Like... Uh, we are we see it with you know, the overturning of Roe of Roe versus Wade. <laughs> we might need a purge. Just 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 let it start at let it let it begin with with the top. Like why don't why don't y'all do it first and then we'll follow. Why why don't we do a trickle down purge? How about God. that? Y'all want to trickle down everything else. Something that black people are going to do because 
that's what they do is that they create structures without white people. Oh yeah. I was like, there, where, where are you going? Yeah. 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 They just, <laughs> you don't, there's this whole idea like people, like you could literally enslave an entire group of people. They're going to create culture. They're going to create structures. Um, and it's, it's just so paramount to how, um, I think black folk in this country have been able to thrive and survive. And it does show at one point that the black folk are fighting back. They fight back and there's this resistance and they band together. And it was really satisfying. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Let's talk about that for a second because the, the film sets it up, you know, spoiler, spoiler, the film sets it up where sort of these gangs are running the community. And, and I like that they did that. It's like, let's not try to sugarcoat everything. Like, this is a, a lower income community. So, of course, there's some drug dealing happening here and there. But there is this sense, and similar to Bones that we watch, there's this like the organized crime of the neighborhood have a sense of ownership over the neighborhood. They're like, we live here too. Like, these are our streets too. Are we, you know, uh, putting drugs into the community? Sure, but we will protect this community. So it's a, but I- Well, they're putting something into the community where other people are not putting anything. Very true, very true. And I said that to say, like, last week when we talked about Bones, it was kind of like Snoop Dogg being, you know, the ethical pimp and everybody in the neighborhood respected him. But- you know, back in the day, g- gangs kind of did do that. They were like, yeah. I'll watch this side, you watch that side. Like, nobody gets hurt over here. Like, mm. like there were some, I, I, I don't know a lot of the history of it, but I, I remember when I first moved to Chicago and I would talk to my students about that. And, and they would say, like, there are days where these gang leaders would all sit together at a round table and just, like, make decisions. And it's, like, just a, a, a degree or two away from just how aldermen get things done and you know what I mean? No, absolutely. Well, it also you know makes I mean? me think that maybe there's this trope in, like, liter- you know, I guess it would be, how would you even, you know, urban literature of the ethical pimp or the ethical drug dealer. Yeah, what did you call law- it? Lawful. You call it, like, lawful evil, I guess. But they're but not lawful, though. When, I thought the, you would he, call he it, like, unlawful a... good or something. No, no, no. There's like chaotic good and then lawful good and then neutral or so I, I, I think law maybe neutral. I, I need to look at the like it's basically Dungeons and Dragons uh, format. But basically, I mean, he is he's doing things that we would as a society consider evil, but he has a very strict code. The um, the the main like a drug dealer pimp pimp. Pimp character, like he follows a strict code. He does. Yeah. He does like that's Daniel from Insecure. Who, yeah. who really carried? I was yeah. like, he's an action, he's a he's an action man. hero. Yeah, he's definitely an action hero. I was like, with the right team, I always go back to do, does this person have the right team? I, and and I want to preface this person is obviously wildly more successful than I am. All of that that goes without saying, but I feel like with the right team, this guy could be like the next The Rock. Like, I would love to see him in other action movies. Like, he clearly did some really great work on his body. Uh, right, man? Yeah, no, absolutely. Good. I mean, he that whole Issa Rae sex scene is great. Right. In the first season. And he, he clearly, like, took, you know, took those combat classes. Like, he... I, oh, I really could not tell when they used a stunt double or not. But maybe he does his own stunts. I don't know, but... He was falling down 
you know, the stairs. He had like a machete, like yeah. a knife killing people. I, I also liked how they did a really great job because this movie is an hour and a half. They did a great job showing each of the characters. Pacing you know, was really tight. Yeah, so like minor characters, I sort of knew who they were. Like one minor character served in the military. The other minor character was um, like really liked knives and really liked, you know, fighting with knives. And so these minor characters had very clear like motivations and they had, you know, a line, literally a sentence here sort of was enough for me to get a backstory. Hey. Well, that might be our time, folks. You know, the little one runs our life now. But I definitely think that I I so want to see, and Wild does too, I so look forward to seeing more of this actor just, like, making his way through Hollywood because he is just made for action movies i i seeing him in insecure versus like this is like oh wow like i don't care about him as a leading man also that's something else i really loved about this movie there was kind of a a estranged love story in there but there was no like oh my god you saved us from the white nationalist let's kiss like nothing none of that was necessary and thankfully none of that happened and i'm not anti-love or anything like that but just sometimes it just feels like a soap opera when you rush those storylines and we didn't need all that it's a freaking purge like nobody is out here like kissing the love of their life for killing a white nationalist it's like let's get the f out of here let's stab a couple mfers you know the baby's here i gotta keep it pg very good let's stab people let's cut their heads off let's blow some crap up and we're going home like we protected our freaking neighborhood like that's great did you have any size ben um not really. Like, the blood is very clearly CGI'd. It's not real effects, but I thought it was cool. It looks like a video game, you know? I, I think it would have been fun to to see it last a little bit longer, like the film last a little bit longer to get a little bit more characters here or there. Um, and I, I guess because I haven't seen any other of the other Purge movies, it's sort of hard to see where this fits with them all. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think I will watch the other ones. I think this made me really interested in them. And I'm, I'm really glad that this director made this very successful movie. Absolutely. It had a fairly low budget and it made, you know, 10 times over its budget. Um, so that was, that was exciting to see. Yep. I want to reiterate, you can, you can walk and talk now. I want to reiterate that <laughs> in conclusion, Watch the first Purge. If you want to see Daniel from Insecure's shirt off, muscles rippling, and him saving the day, grab your vibrator and strap it on tight. Grab, grab your strap on. Grab what you do to do yourself because you will be turned on watching him save the day from white nationalists uh next week thank you so much for listening to the sci-fi side podcast episode 103 up next we will be discussing the first season Whole family's in here. Great. We'll be discussing the first season of Woke. It is on Hulu. It's created by Keith Knight. And we are really excited to watch this because we didn't really know um, it was a little bit of magical realism happening there. So be sure to watch Woke, the first season on Hulu. And we will see y'all next week for the show. Bye, y'all. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. 
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.